Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages. Or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. This is Texas Rangers announcer Eric Nadell, and you're listening to the Ranger Report podcast, as you should be. Hell, Ben's going to have to edit this. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Welcome to the Ranger Report podcast. I am CJ Barron. You can find me at CJB underscore RR on that bird app. And I am lucky to be joined today by none other than Robin Hearn. How are you doing today, Robin? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, doing all right. Doing all right. We got baseball in a few days. I know. It's coming closer than I thought it was. Yeah. Thank God, right? I know. So, uh, it's it's actually an exciting season for the Rangers, um, turning over a new leaf, uh, and we're going to get to see what they're going to bring. So, kind of give me your thoughts and, and your feelings on this upcoming season. Um, I'm really just excited about some of the new pieces that the team is bringing in. I mean, when you add power hitters and amazing guys in the infield like Marcus and Corey, it automatically elevates your team a lot more. And then you add John Gray, and then we see Marquis Perez again in the rotation, which I'm really excited about because growing up a Rangers fan, um, I got to see him pitch a couple of times in person. So I'm really excited for this team. I think they went through a lot of growing pains last season. So this season, a lot of growing pains, a whole lot of growing pains. They went went through some growing pains. And I feel like I have a good feeling about this season. Now I'm not saying that they're going to go win the pennant or anything like that. I mean, it'd be great if they did, but um, I don't know. I just think we're going to see a different Rangers team and a team that honestly will be easy to support. Yeah. And, and to me, and, and you can, maybe agree with me or disagree, whatever. This team has the same feel to me, to be honest, of the 2009 Rangers team that was close. You know, they were they were close. They went right up uh, right up to the end with the Angels, um, did not make the playoffs. And then we all know about 2010 and 2011. So does, does you kind of get that feeling here? Honestly, I do. I would, I would agree with you 100%. I mean, uh, this team has the making and can and will possibly be a 
get to the playoffs. Um, that's the one thing I think we've been missing um, as Ranger fans is because, you know, you have the stars that were able to get to the Stanley Cup. Uh, the Cowboys made it to the playoffs, you know, it wasn't the best run, but they made it. And it looks like the Mavericks are going to do something. So we kind of need our, our other Dallas team to do something this season. Yeah, Luka Doncic, by the way. I'm going to go side note. Luka Doncic is unreal, isn't he? I love I I love him. And the fact that he wore a Rangers hat and one of his pressers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hat, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> that was that was honestly the icing on the cake for me because Taylor, as you know, is a huge Mavs fan. And to see one of his favorite players wear, his, wear the hat of the team that he plays for, he was really excited for that. And he went straight bill too, just straight bill. Yeah. Not like not like me. Don't he don't curve it. He went straight bill. Yes, I uh, I was very excited to see him. He looked very happy in the hat. So I mean, they're, they've been playing really well too. So I'd be smiling if I was him. All right. So you happen to know somebody? It <clears throat> might be related to him. Who's going to start? You're already smiling. You are already smiling. <laughs> you know what I'm going at. Uh, you happen to know somebody and be related to somebody who's going to start the home opener. So uh, I gave, I kind of gave you some crap about uh, no crying in baseball. <laughs> um, and sure enough, this is no joke, Robin. And I, I, I texted you too. And I said, uh, I turned on the TV. I just hit the power button and there's, there's that movie. <laughs> it's like, wow. Wow. So kind of talk about that. And, uh, it's, um, don't start crying. Um, <laughs> so, um, it's gotta be, it's gonna be a special day for you. Yeah. I mean, um, I probably have shed enough tears already just thinking <laughs> about it. Um, so I, I won't, I won't cry on this podcast today. But um, I'm really excited, and my parents are really excited, and I know Taylor is really excited. One, just to have the opportunity to be in the rotation, but two, to have your first outing of the season as the home opener, and you're the hometown kid. And it's going to have a feeling of what kind of was like when he got traded in 2018 and had to go to Frisco. When he, when he came he from the Pirates? His, yes, when he came from the Pirates. And – he made his first start in Frisco in early August of 2018. And it just seemed like half of Roy city was out there and he had a, he got a standing ovation once he was done with his outing. And honestly, I just have that feeling again. He had a great outing in Frisco for his first one as a rough rider. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, tears will probably be shed. I'm not going to lie. I can't promise you that I'm not going to cry. Uh, but I'm just really grateful, and I'm so excited for Taylor because this has been a long time coming. Yeah, and it's – I mean, hell, I grew up a Rangers fan. I was a pitcher as well. Not uh, – I couldn't throw 98-mile-an-hour smoke like Taylor can, but um, I was hitting 88. I was hitting 88, but um, I always dreamed there's, about there's pitching. Something, there's something there. Yeah, um, and that's hard for baseball or for high school baseball. Uh, but yeah, uh, Taylor, Taylor's just gifted in in a whole different sense, and he comes from the left side as well. So I've kind of and you can give me your thoughts. Just be unbiased now. Be unbiased. Um, he kind of reminds me of the Derek Holland that the Rangers need in the rotation. Um, that, 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 that lefty that just brings 97, 98 and, uh, makes you look stupid. Uh, but, no, um, I, I agree. I agree. 
Yeah, so. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. You answer the question, go. No, I was just saying I agree. I mean, that was a throwback saying Derek Hall, and I remember watching him pitch too. So that was uh, one, one of the pitchers I think the Rangers were very grateful to have in the rotation. They needed somebody like Holland in their rotation. Um, so I'm excited to see Taylor step into that kind of role because you need that south ball that knows how to throw. Yep. Yep. Um, and guess, by the way, what round Derek Holland was drafted in? What round? I want to say, was it he also the fifth round? I can't, I can't remember. He was round 25. 25. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was he was he was uh way down there. And you know what? I mean, some of those guys that um you can kind of see growing up in the organization if they really buy in uh pitching wise, that um they can they can turn into a Derek Holland, you know, a 25th round pick that is pitching in the World Series and making the St. Louis Cardinals look stupid. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How much fun are you having there at Wichita Falls? Because I'm a WT grad, uh, West Texas A&E University, baby. Go Buffs, go. Um, and you're you're down there in uh, Midwestern territory. So how is Midwestern looking uh, with, their, uh, with their program as far as football goes coming up? Well, actually, the spring game is going to be this. Saturday and I'm a guest coach. They asked me to be a guest coach. So really? No way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. So I'm I'm excited for that. Um now they they won their conference last fall. So I'm assuming and I'm just expecting the same thing from the team this this season around. Um I'm excited to see how the team is looking at the spring game. Um everybody seems excited. They seem ready to go. Uh and that's what spring football is for. Yeah. Uh, but you know what's funny when I was uh, when I got out of the Air Force and went back to college at WT. Uh, guess who was the defensive coordinator for the WT Buffs? Colby Carthol. And then he went to Midwestern and had a whole lot of success, and now he's um, he's kicking butt. Was it SFA? Was where he's at? Stephen yeah. F. Austin. Yeah. Stephen F. Austin. So, um, yeah, small world, huh? Very small. My cousin actually graduated from uh, SFA, too. So, I know, And I know you're on the road. So thank you very much for joining us. And thank you for uh, um, dealing with my technological failure there for a minute. No, you're good. You're good. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed our interview with Robin Hearn. Coming up next is excerpts from Frisco Rough Rider Media Day that I attended today. The voices you will hear on the interviews will be Jared Geddert, manager, Jeff Andrews, the pitching coach. Then you'll hear from Blaine Krim, followed by Zach Kent, Cody Bradford, Cole Reagans, and finally Jack Leiter at the end. So I hope you enjoy excerpts from today's Frisco Rough Rider Media Day. Season is about to start. Uh, can you give us an overview of how you're feeling about the team that you have been assigned this year? Well, overall, optimistic. Um, and I recognize that I would like to think most managers are going to say the same thing this time of year. There's natural optimism, kind of getting a fresh start. But I think here especially, we had a ton of really good players last year, and it's looking to be the case again this year. So, um, 
pretty nice balance too of guys who have some experience or had some experience here last year back and then hopefully build on last year and then guys who this will be their first time here as well and there's an excitement for that for sure we obviously everybody's excited to see jack lighter on saturday um is there anything special that you have to do as a manager when you've got a kid that has not played professional ball before and he's starting his career in double a Something that I'm going to strive to do with someone like Jack is make him feel like he's one of 28 on the active roster. You know, he's obviously a very special talent. Um, he's here because of what he's capable of doing, but we don't need him to do anything extra. You know, we just, we need him to go be himself, and that's going to be be good enough, especially with his first uh, experience in, in pro ball. And then as far as like specific strengths and weaknesses, you know, sometimes it's the rotation, sometimes it's the lineup. Is there any specific aspect of the team that you are really looking forward to seeing on the field? I mean, the pitching staff for sure, which was, you know, similar to last year. But there's there's definitely some very exciting position players, too. Um, I, I think I was talking to somebody yesterday about this. I think on paper, you're always excited, you know, and there's a lot to be excited about this year. But everybody feels that way, you know, and then baseball happens and couple months in there's half the teams are disappointed and half of them are feeling pretty good with where they're at so definitely excited about you know the pitching staff and kind of what some of the bats we have are, are hopefully going to be able to do what are some of your uh, what are some of your favorite things about opening weekend I, mean, I know it's exciting for fans it's got to be exciting for you guys too what are you enjoying most about just that first weekend of baseball just a fresh start and i think it's that case every single year but especially you know, especially last year after a year um, without baseball. But it, that kind of losing it for a year hasn't worn off. You know, you just realize how, and especially with the lockout this year, you realize how much you can't kind of take it for granted. Um, it's just an excitement. You know, there's excitement that here we, we get to go again, new group of players, get to work with a number of new staff this year that I'm, you know, personally excited about. Um, and kind of getting to go through those experiences with them, you know, with a lot of guys for the first time is that's kind of what's, you know, and, and then it's, and then you get to, there's a lot of things going on on the outside, but at the end of the day, baseball still baseball and then get to 635 on Friday night and here we go. Let's do this again. Yeah. Is there anybody pitching this week? Uh, Cody Bradford starting on Friday night. Cole Reagan, two ex riders pitching, uh, you know. I suppose that reference to Jack. Yeah, pitching on on uh, on Saturday night. Um, well, it's going to be interesting. I, I think we probably have a little bit more idea what's going to happen than than everybody else. But it's going to be kind of a fact finding, you know, first jump off that he's that he's got. Um, I think he'll be the first to tell you that uh, spring training things like that. He's learned a lot as far as experience, but nothing's going to you know you can't. You can't uh, equal the, the adrenaline. And he's, you know, he's a very competitive guy. And, you know, you turn on the lights, and it'll be the first time the lights come on, and we'll, we'll you know, kind of see what's underneath uh, more than you would get in, in spring training, you know, the good and the bad. So it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be something that we're all going to be be watching. There's this question of, of Jared. And he said, we should probably ask you, but what, what are you, you going to be looking for as far as the, an assessment of that, of that first start? Um, there's a few things that, that he's that he's been working on to just kind of take it in. I probably, um, you know, how he manages a game is to be able to think on his feet or his emotions and the, the adrenaline getting too much of him, you know, is, 
was able to talk between innings, you know, just just kind of how he handled it. I don't, I'm not going to grade or look at it in much as like, okay, this is good, this is ready, this is hot, this is, you know, this is what we can expect the rest of the year. None, none of that. It's, it's like I said, it's a jumping off for him, and we're just, we're all excited to see how he does, you know, good, bad, and different, just to to go from a spot where we have a start. There were times with Vanderbilt he would dominate it two pitches basically. What are you looking for from Marcus Rexford heading into these first few handfuls? Well, I hope he trusts those two pitches because we all know they're good. Um, the slider's been been a unique, uh, probably his best developed pitch during spring training. It's probably his second pitch now that he's kind of leaning on and maybe a, another swing and miss to go with his fastball. Um, I just, like I said, I just want to watch what kind of decisions he makes on the mound, what kind of pitches he goes to. You know, we're going to leave the leave the door open and the dance floor open for him to decide kind of what he wants to do. By no means are we going to be, you know, you have to throw this pitch or throw that pitch. You don't want to corral that until we get until we get a lead on him, until we get you know how he does and where his where his strengths are under the lights when the game come on. Then we'll kind of you know format you know with his with his input. Obviously, you know this is where we're going to kind of go. This is the development pitches. This is one we're going to lean on. You know that kind of thing. Do you have kind of idea how the rotation is going to plan out at this point? Do you feel comfortable with five starters or six starters? We have six, and we have a piggyback on on Thursday. So what, what's going to happen in the first two games is we got a lot of guys that are going to start next week. And with spring training ending last weekend, um, Avery Ween, Slayton, uh, Gowdy, guys like that, they're going to get an inning, you know, in the in this time just to get the get the bugs out, let them see the field, let them be under the lights instead of having to sit for 10 days. So they'll probably all throw an inning sometime during the next few days. The guys, everybody except Zach, Ken, who will be starting on Tuesday. He's just going to do a live VP tomorrow and, and get ready for his start on Tuesday. But... A lot of the starters, you'll see one inning, you know, one clean inning, no run out there and see if they can get through it. So you mentioned, you mentioned Zach Kemp. Um, what kind are you looking for now? I know he was uh, he was at single A last year. What I mean, a lot of Rangers fans don't know him very much, don't know a lot about Zach Kemp, but he opened some eyes in spring training. Kind of what do you expect to see from him this year in Frisco? Um, well, kind of piggybacking off what he did last year. Uh, I don't want to say he was a one-trick pony last year, but he had confidence in one pitch, and that was a slider, which grades out very well. Um, he's made some really nice adjustments in his delivery. He's lengthened his stride. He's lengthened his movement down the mound. Now all of his other pitches are starting to come in. Um, I would probably characterize him on the staff as the one guy who you can look at and say this guy's actually a four-pitch pitcher that we can throw pitches that he has in any count with, with confidence and with success. Now, again, that's spring training. When it goes out here, you know, the lights go on. Does he go back to lean on the slider? Probably until we can get that ironed out and get moving into, you know, into May and June. But um, very strong expectations that he's going to be a, a nice four pitch guy. How are you feeling physically? I feel great. Um, I, I didn't know how I was going to feel after playing this winter, but honestly, the workload down there was probably less than it would have been if I was back here working out. So it was good to have a mental break, but physically and mentally, I'm refreshed now, ready to go, ready to start the season here. I know it was great to finish here last year, but I didn't get the whole summer. So I'm really excited to see how it is. What are you going to be working most on this year? What do you think you have can, can improve the most? I would say plate discipline. Um, yeah, last year, I think there was, you know, a, a period of time where I tried to do a little too much early on and kind of expanded my zone 
to where, you know, it put me in a slump for a little while, but thank, you know, thankfully I was able to get out of it. But this year, you know, I think the big focus is just plate discipline all year. I need to be okay. You know, if a pitcher makes a pitch, I'm not going to really hit it anyway. You know, the pitches are just too good nowadays. So just really focusing on, you know, doing my job, not putting too much pressure on myself. I think this lineup is going to make that easier. So, um, yeah, walks hopefully go up. Strikeouts maybe down a little bit. We'll see. I asked about that in spring training because, um, you know, I, I try to put myself in the outfield every day. I think here with the stacked outfield we have, and then you look in Round Rock and the stacked outfield there, I think first base is going to be the focus. Um, I'm going to stay ready just in case. You know, I'll, I'll shag out there every day. Um, but I think I'm just going to try and hone in on trying to be the best first baseman I can. You know, I'm not the biggest, so I got to be better with the hands and the feet. Um, so I think, you know, I might take some ground balls at third. I don't think that's ever going to be in my future here, but might as well have, have the tool and the tool set. So yeah, first. Well, you are, you know, one of four or five or six of a good looking rotation at double. I mean, this is going to be a stout rotation here. How does it feel to be a part of that group? Yeah. Good Lord. You guys going to challenge each other? Yeah, for sure. I think those conversations have already started among some of the starters. I know, you know, we're, uh, I'm living with Jack, and as I've gotten known through spring training, like me and him are pretty similar with like competitiveness and uh, being able to just watch him. You know, he's, a, he's, a, he's a pretty phenomenal. So just be able to watch him. Obviously, you want to do better than, than your number one prospect kind of stuff, but uh, it's fun. I mean, the competitiveness that we have, it's, it's jiving. We're, we got a good group, super competitive, and uh, now it's just let's go do it. You got we got to live up to it. Do you guys compete at other things off the field, like video games, or? Yeah, we're gonna. Well, we're starting to go pick up some golf here when we can, so that's gonna start. Um, but it's all like it's like a really good like healthy competitive. It's not like right. trying to one up the guy. It's just like hey, like I hope you do well so I can do better than you kind of thing. Um, the same thing goes with all the other pitchers too, like Slayton and Bradford and uh, Reagan's. So all, all those guys, we, we're already super competitive, and then just being in a stacked rotation like it is, it just makes it even even better. One of the things we were talking to pitching coach about, uh, Jeff, he said they wanted they could in game like a full four pitch pitcher occasionally. Yeah. How is that going for you as far as like, is that something you have to plan ahead or Um, how do you go about it? Yeah, it was was a long off season finding that change up where I got into a comfortable spot with it, where I felt like I could throw to any count, right? He's um, the same thing with the fastball, just getting more consistent with my release and staying uh, through it, not cutting it. Um, And then my spring training, I saw immediate results the first time I threw. Um, I felt like I was a complete pitcher. Uh, the other day when I threw the Billy game, though, I kind of relied on the slider because just running the traffic, I was like, eh, I'm not going to give up runs here kind of thing. And just got that counts because I was just working stuff. But through, like, backfield games, I mean, those, those pitches really, like, helped me out be a complete pitcher. So that's one thing I'm going for this year is just trying not to rely too much on slider and then on. Um, I'm still going to go punch them out with the slider, you know, because it's my best pitch. But yeah, it's, it's a big improvement from last year to this year as I feel like a completely different pitcher. What was that like to pitch in the A game and, you know, being televised in the home market and, you know, being on that, you know, pseudo big league now, not quite the actual big league nine yet, but how did that feel? I feel good. I honestly feel like I belong there. It was cool, like, seeing Beaver. You see him, you're like, Cy Young guy. And then <laughs> when the when it was done, they're like, I got the win. I was like, I didn't even know I, I could qualify <laughs> for the win. But I didn't know how it worked. So when I saw my name at the win and his loss, it was like, 
like eh, you know that's kind of <laughs> cool but i felt good out there um i felt really comfortable not much nerves but you know just I felt, felt myself. I didn't feel like I had to do anything else, but I wish I could throw more fastballs and maybe strike one guy out. That would be cool. <laughs> so does it, go on, go on. does it make it easier, you know, when you're out here and you know you got an offense behind you to kind of rake, say if you do have a bad inning, does it make it easier for you to kind of reset and go back out there knowing that at any point your team could put up five five or six runs? Yeah, I mean, it's it's super comforting knowing that you got, you know, Blaine Krim back there. You, know, you got yeah. Blaine Krim, Duran, all that. So knowing you have those guys um, – it's just like you, you're not too worried. Like hey, if I give up two runs, it's not the, like I don't have to bear down. Um, so yeah, I mean having those guys is gonna be it's incredible. It's just more confidence going out there. I noticed that you and Jack both I think have a similar watch. Is this a, yeah, the whoop. Yeah, is this yeah. like a, a performance tracking something or another, or is it just a watch? Yeah, it's a performance track. It tracks like the strain and uh, sleep and everything. We had we were actually talking about today. How'd you sleep? And he was like, I had twenty six minutes. I only had sixteen because we were like we kind of just got in and allergies and everything beat us up. So we were, I mean we were competing on that too. So it's it's pretty funny. Like like we we got a whole group. Most of the starters have a whoop, so we're all in the group and we're just kind of like, hey, what was your stream? What was your recovery kind of thing? Like it's just it's just funny how competitive we all are. I right, so you're the opening day starter. Um, how did they tell you first of all, I guess? And how are you feeling about being the first guy out? They told me that my routine would stay the same in Arizona. And I looked at the dates, and that was Friday. So that's how I was told. <laughs> and it was the next question. Just how are you feeling about? Oh, I'm excited. Um, being from Alito, it's like an hour ten from here. You know, my parents are going to get to come. My grandparents are going to get to come. So it's always special when family gets to see you. Things, so. I haven't talked to you this spring, so there's always the question with any pitcher, like, what did they give you to work on this off season? Mm-hmm. Slash, how was that going? Uh, it was good. There were a couple uh, mechanical things. Um, from hip to shoulder separation yeah, stuff that I worked on, like, and then from a like, pitching like, standpoint, it was a slider development. Okay. So it's getting the characteristics down, the moving profile, and it went really well. Not to get overly nerdy in terms of breathing, like what sort of movement profile are you looking for? Closer, the the vertical break should be as close to zero as possible. Last year, it tended to be anywhere from like four to seven, so more of a cutter profile, and then horizontal and being about five. So more like the sweeper that they like what John Gray's been doing. Uh, correct. I mean, a sweep could be. Good. Ten good. horizontal good. or more, but that's probably not going to be effect. My arms are still fine. Gotcha. What are you looking for for a, an innings workload this year? Do you have kind of a, a set amount or just like a, a general barometer or anything specific? Um, just personally, I'd love to go through over a hundred. I think last year I was close to that. It was maybe five or six innings, and so maybe ten or twenty more innings last year would be great. You just have my body hit that. How was how was that last year after you know missing so much time and, and how did that feel on your body to get through that full season? Is that a, something you're really proud of as you got It was, yeah. It was um, nice to know that coming off injury for a year or two years um, that my body recovered well from it and was able to hold up for the course of the season. So. What are you looking to work on as you head into this pro Um Just. Get deeper in the ball games, throw more strikes, you know, fill it up. Not so much just trust my stuff and know it. My stuff can get the guy out. So help me get deeper into the game and 
that way. You know, that's the biggest thing is to get as far as I can into the game. That way, the one day that you know maybe I don't, bullpen's good or something like that. Do you have an innings goal for yourself for this year? Did they give you one, or do you have something you sort of want to hit? Not necessarily. They didn't really say much about about an innings goal. It was I think last year I finished right under a hundred, so just try to get more than a, get over a hundred. Okay. Just I mean, second year, back okay. finally, you know, everything's feeling really good. So just trying to get over a hundred. How did you feel at the end of the year after hitting that record? Um, I mean, obviously, I struggled here a little bit last year. I kind of everything kind of dipped off at the end of the year. Kind of got fatigued, a little tired, that kind of stuff. But felt like this year I, I did in the off season. I got a lot stronger than I was going into last year. You know, first, I guess you could say real off season after a full year where I get to relax and then really kick it off. So I feel like I'm in a, I'm in a good spot to start this year. <laughs> All right, so what do you compete with your wife yeah. on? I, I mean, card games, if anything. I don't I always try to win. Did, did they give you a whoop? Yeah, yeah. All right, what was your sleep score last night? I didn't read it for some reason. I don't know. I was acting up. Like it said, I it, for some reason, I woke up this morning, and I already had the notification saying my recovery was ready. Oh, okay. And it just said it was ready at like 3 a.m., but I was <laughs> I was dead asleep at 3 a.m. So, so you were off the charts. You were, you, you knocked it out. I guess. I don't know. But we have like a little group with all of us in it. That's where you on the Whoop app where yeah. we kind of go and just you know almost have a competition with that who got the best yeah. sleep last night. I'm not going to see Bryce's line in the group chat. You guys have a group chat. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right. so, cool. I'm good. Stuff Everyone wise, good? Stuff-wise, I know obviously Jacob is, and even Jeff mentioned it. Sorry, he was talking about you. <laughs> he mentioned, like, everybody knows me. Big thing this offseason was working on uh, curveball slider, like just consistency with it. Because last year it'd be like one day I might have it, but the next I can't even find it. Like it's just not there. So I had to rely on fastball cannon. So my big thing this offseason was, you know, trying to just refine the, the curveball and the slider, like consistency to where I, you know, I can land my curveball 00 if I want to just to steal a strike, or I can bury it in the dirt at 0212, stuff like that. And and I feel like it's it's came a long way since last year. Like it's a lot more consistent. I'm actually throwing it instead of you know babying it, thinking about it too much. It's more of I'm getting into the rhythm of like a lot of those over the other so far. I'd say right now. I mean, not necessarily. Like right now, I'd say my curveball I've been using a little more just because my slider I'm still working on with like switch my grip up this off season, so it's still kind of. Some days it'll be really good. Some days it's all right. So just kind of like refining and figuring out, you know, stop thinking about it so much, I guess you could say, and just throw it and let the grip and all that do the work. Nervous, excited, all of the above. How, how are you just feel, Jerry? Yeah, I would say you try to treat it like any other outing. And every outing comes with, you know, nerves and anxiousness to get going. So... That's kind of where I would say everybody's at. Going into a new season, you're kind of just anxious to get out there and ready to go. We talked to both your manager and pitching coach. They said what they're going to be looking for is just like 
Is he being himself? Is he not trying to eat too much? Do you have a, a routine or whatever to kind of try and keep yourself anchored or whatever word you want to use for not doing too much? I would say it's just rooted in the preparation and if I can prepare myself every week like I have in the past, you know, positive or negative results, you can kind of, you know, sleep well at night knowing that you did everything you could to prepare. So that's kind of where I'm at. And is there anything specifically that you are looking for? You know, what, at the end of the night when you walk off the mound, is there going to be one thing or like, if I do this, it will have been a success? I would say just compete and um, do so every pitch and stay, you know, focus one pitch at a time and not trying to focus on you know, the bigger picture of a whole outing, just whatever I can control, which is the next pitch. If I can do that and stay within each pitch, then I'd be pretty happy. What do you think you think you improved on most this spring training? I was working on just feel for the off-speed pitches and kind of the shape of a slider and feel for a changeup. So I would say there was a lot going into it, but overall I would say just developing, you know, my weapons as a pitcher and sort of the the numerous tools and the, the repertoire that you have, I, that's sort of what I worked on continuing to progress. And I, I think uh, I'm pretty happy with the way it went. So with the shape of the slider, is that some of that uh, you know, pitch construction kind of stuff that you were working on? Yes. The abbreviated camp, of course, you worked out in the offseason too. What do you think your pitch count is? Ballpark heading into these first few starts? I mean, I would be good. To, I feel good. My last outing, I want to say I threw about 65 pitches and, you know, felt good. So whatever you can go up from there, 80, 85, I'd be good for. But I don't know if, I don't know what the pitch count's going to be. So I'm good for whatever they, they throw me for. You're on a reserve now. The only food you have is starved at all. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of play with that, by the way. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing, but I wish I liked peanut butter. It's an easy snack, but no, don't. You've got it's not just you in the rotation. Like this rotation here is pretty good. Wiggins and Bradford. You've got a few guys, Kent. Um how is that kind of coming together for you guys as a as a rotation? Is it too early to ask that question? Is there, you know, as far as like a team building kind of chemistry, I guess is the word? How, how's that going? I mean, I think from the start of the spring, pitchers kind of stay with pitchers, and that's just kind of the way baseball goes. And I think we've all become kind of closer and learned about learned about each other and the way we the way we go to work and um, go about our business. And uh, I think you can learn a lot from guys like that. It's kind of similar coming from Vanderbilt. There's a lot of good pitchers on that pitching staff, and you, you bounce ideas off each other. I've played catch with probably every guy on our staff now this spring, so um, you know, there's just different things that you can take, and um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, this is a dumb one, but what's, what's a cleaner uniform, this one or Vanderbilt? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a big uniform guy. I like them both. All right. What are your initial thoughts on the DFW area? I mean, you know, you grew up in, in the big city. What are your first thoughts being around here and saying this is kind of what eventually your, your future area will be like once you make the majors? Yeah, it seems awesome. I mean, this stadium, um, the town of Frisco, and um, just the area around it seems seems really great so far. Obviously, haven't gotten to explore it a bunch, but um, we had a good barbecue uh, in Plano, I believe, yesterday, and it was it was really good. So, I mean, I've heard there's a lot of good food options around here, 
um, similar to Nashville, coming from Nashville, kind of the city, city feel, but not too big. Um, that's kind of what it feels like a little bit, and I, I'm liking it so far. And speaking of food, have you tried Waterburger yet? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have them in Nashville? Uh, they don't, at least near Vanderbilt's campus, and they didn't in New Jersey, obviously, but out in Arizona, they had them, so... Had it somewhere. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.